Hey sickos, I'm LJ. And I'm Tao. And this is Say Psycho Right Now. Say Psycho Right Now is a true crime and paranormal podcast. Some content may be considered disturbing or graphic. This podcast also contains adult language. Listener discretion is advised. To access our socials or become a Patreon member with access to early episodes and bonus content, find us on any social media platform and consult the link tree in our bio or go to www.patreon.com slash psycho right now. You can also follow us on our socials or wherever you stream your podcasts and leave a five-star review if you're enjoying our content so we can continue to reach more people. This is a great free way to support your favorite content creators. Case suggestions or stories to share can also be sent to saypsychorightnow at gmail.com. Now let's get into today's episode. Yay! Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm like, um, mm, I'd like to age. take this moment to give a special shout out to Samantha Hooch, who I'm pretty sure was birthed from the fires of hell itself. Um, sue me if you'd like. I don't care. You're a terrible person. <laughs> bingo. Like, <Yeah>. Bingo. <laughs> Add that in there. Add that in there as the intro, Toby. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> absolutely we'll be thrilled to be that for you you're a terrible person god what a beautiful way to start out this episode welcome back guys (laughs) we're starting with violence welcome to the shit show sickos and today we have a special guest on the pod this is our first guest of season two welcome our friend ari to the pod hey y'all i'm so excited to be here i am definitely very thrilled to share our my wonderful time with our lovely host at the cult and what that was like for us sarcasm (laughs) font the narrator of our lives it was not wonderful it was not (laughs) god so where we left off last week we stopped like right at the camping trip which i just felt like was a really fitting point to bring ari in because that's where me and ari's like core memories start but before we get into that i just want to back it up like a hair further if you guys don't mind because Mm -hmm. i was listening to last week's episode after the fact just because you know, we didn't have an outline. I really just wanted to make this an organic thing for, like, candid purposes and keeping it real and all of that. And when I was re-listening, you know, when you're just going off of memory and you're tied up in feelings and this and that, it's easy to, you know, think something in your head and not say it out loud or later be like, you know what I wish I'd said. And anyway, that was definitely the case for me with one particular detail and you know at one point we were talking about the things that kind of led to me being sent away right Mm. and we specifically talked about 
the fact that like I was very depressed I was very angry we talked about some of the you know just generally like not necessarily safe behaviors but also kind of normal teen behaviors like sneaking a boy in the house to make out or whatever like that definitely was like not kosher with my parents um oh, stuff like that your parents knew the thing that i snuck boys into the house to do <laughs> Stop. Ah. Well, uh, <laughs> moving on <laughs> but for real though there was one thing that like really stood out to me you know we were talking a bit about the family dynamics and like i was really like bullied heavily at school and then came home and my first bully you know, at home was my sister. So I was kind of getting it on both ends. But also personal accountability is just super important to me. And I want to be clear about what I mean when I say that I was very angry. I was becoming someone who was repeating the bullying pattern. Okay, Mm. so I was not a bully at school because I was an easy target. But then I came home and just like I was an easy target for the people at school and for my older sister, who was an easy target for me, my younger siblings. And so like I was becoming violent with my siblings. I was very angry, very inappropriate in the things that I would say to them. And I just want to be clear about that. I've had conversations with my siblings where, you know, like, I've apologized, I've taken accountability for my behavior, but it's also just really important to me to have that transparency about, like, you know, what led up to me being sent away, because, you know, especially there's such a a stigma that we talked about, about people wanting to place the blame on the parents. My parents had eight kids, and if I'm acting out And, you know, potentially a harm to my siblings, either emotionally or physically. What are my parents going to do? They were really doing the best that they could for me, for my siblings, for them. I I still am not mad about their choice because I really think they did the best that they knew how to do with the information Mm -hmm. that they had. The accountability needs to be on the programs. But that's just something that I wanted to kind of revisit briefly before we got into I I was gonna say I also want to interject there with something too is I don't know what your following knows but there is an active court case and those of us who are involved the stance is and will continue to be that yes those of us who attended are victims but we realize too that our parents are victims in another way And we truly believe they were conned and lied to. And our parents were truly doing the best that they could with the tools that they had at the time. And when you have somebody coming to you saying, I know you're scared. I know you love your daughter. If she stays there, she's going to die. Send her here. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And when a lot of us were showing, and when I say a lot of us, because I also think, I think we need to be clear in this is there were some girls there who had no reason to be there. I mean, truly Mm -hmm. no reason to ever get sent away. Like literally Um, just there were girls there who were just there because they were on the spectrum and their parents just like weren't. Didn't know how to handle it. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. So correct. Like, like good hearted girls who, who, who never even took as much of a sip of alcohol. You know what I'm saying? Like who, who had straight A's who didn't misbehave, but they still were sent there. Now, but like I said, I mean, our parents were, you know, they were conned, they were lied to, especially Mm -hmm. like, and we see that now. And yeah, so that's really that, you know, that's just kind of something I wanted to point out that as somebody as myself is like, I'm, I'm not upset with my parents. I mean, I feel like if the shoe was on the other foot for me now as a parent, I get why they did what they did, because I would have done this. I would do the same thing for my children, you know, right? I would. And that's part of why in episode one, why I became so emotional when I was talking about like the actual recollection of saying goodbye to my parents because I just can only imagine as a parent what would drive you to that point and like mm. how much thought and prayer and consideration you would have to put into making that type of judgment call. And thinking, like, if I don't do this, 
my daughter really might kill herself one night. You know, it might not be another conversation in therapy about how depressed she is. It might be that, you know, I go to knock on the bathroom door in the morning and it's not my daughter, it's her body. You know what I mean? Like, could you imagine as a parent being at that far end of your rope? What would you do? How do you make those calls? Absolutely. Absolutely. And like I said, I mean, I really think for about, and this is just my estimate, I want to say for about 95 to 98% of us, that's just where all of our parents' minds were at. Um, right. They, they wanted to help us, you know, and they just were at the end of their rope and they thought this was a solution. And in some ways, you know, we do talk a lot about we right we've had this discussion you myself bridget you know what there was one thing that happened at the ranch is that right we didn't have access to drugs which mm-hmm. was a good thing we were i would say after everything i've learned about all of these cults and stuff and i think lj would agree with me is that we were very we were one of the few places where we did not endure rapes or sexual traumas right would would you agree with that? I mean, yeah, no, definitely. We, I mean, the, the, like yeah. I said, like like, the, like there were a couple of things though that like like I was kept because I know the route I was on, right? I was I was kept alive in the sense of like there was no way for for me to really kill myself because you didn't have access to that type of stuff. I guess is no, what I'm trying 100%. to say. Hundred percent. Like we, you and I have had conversations where we're in complete agreement that we could have been removed from our environments and put about just about in any type of a, you know, purified space, quote unquote, yep. right? And yep. as long as we didn't have access to drugs, alcohol, boys, and, you know, a means of killing ourselves, literally, like the, the basics, like yeah. we would have improved, you know, like it would have thrived yeah. just, just organically would have improved. Now, did that a necess- step too far? Yeah. It's like, did that necess- necessitate physical abuse, psychological abuse, um, food deprivation, you know, lack of access to the bathroom, et cetera, mm-hmm. you know, to achieve the same goal? So, yeah, I mean, we, like, for me personally, right, like, after six months of having been at Trinity, like, I could have gone home and been just as fine as I was after two years there. I still would have had new trauma from being at Trinity or whatever, but there was no reason to keep me anywhere for two years. And I think that's part of the problem is they were really milking having us there because they're profiting off of our labor in multiple ways. You know, we were forced to perform all types of ranch labor and we're talking like not able to do adequate like schoolwork and stuff like that or like have adequate restroom breaks or access to meals because we're working so heavily during the day and during the night. And still they're making a profit off of that work. Yet additionally, our parents are paying for them to have us as their laborers. Does that make sense? So we're going to get into, you know, the camping trip and kind of start from there and then organically We'll kind of get into some of those other things. So, all right. So where did you leave off? You are coming down the road in the yellow truck, right? And you arrive at the ranch. Yes. So basically where we left off is, do you remember when we did introductions? I can't remember who it was. Maybe you remember. (laughs) But I told them about when somebody had said, like, I'm on level three of six and I've been here for three years. And I was like, what? You've been here for three years and you're only on level three? And that was the moment when I made up my damn mind that I was getting the fuck out of Dodge. Just real quick. Just real quick. Ari, how long were you there before LJ turned up? 
Do you remember? Mm, okay, hold on. What what was, month did you, what month did you come? And you came in twenty ten. July eleventh of twenty ten. All right. So I would have been there for about fifteen months, give or take. Okay, yeah. so you were a seasoned veteran at this point. Oh yeah. yes, I was. And yes, I remember I was. Ari being done with me, man. <laughs> As a matter of fact, and we'll we'll go through some of the camping trip woes. But something that I vividly remember is some lighthearted hazing that would never have been allowed at any other point <laughs> in the history of Trinity mm-hmm. the entire time that I was there. Because we literally, like, we're not even really allowed to talk to each other yes. for the most part. However, everyone was so over my shit on the camping trip. And I remember we stopped for snacks at one point while we were camping. And, I mean... I'm, we are like, we haven't found a water source, we're lost, like all sorts of bullshit. Nobody is qualified to be leading this hike to begin with, honestly, like, I, whatever. Anyway, we sit down, we're eating off of like salami logs with perpetual diarrhea, and <laughs> Ari and Bridget are trying to convince me that like for the final stretch of the hike we have to parasail <laughs> off of this mountainside and I'm looking around like this is a joke right but everybody's like no <laughs> so basically this is the only time where all the other girlies all the other girlies all the other girls and the staff are just like yes Bully her. <laughs> we're just going to Literally. We're going to so sail off the edge. Yeah, we're just going to parasail. We're like, we'll push you off the edge. How's that? Oh but yeah, gosh. so pretty much okay. where we left off is like we were on the the camping trip. And okay, so. And found and determined so, to get sent home. Okay, so let's let's back it up just a little bit, okay? So she arrives. <laughs> at the at the ranch right Toby Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I want to give you a description of what came out of that truck all right she is like the size of a flea all of 50 pounds soaking wet like I don't know she could barely she couldn't even be five foot how tall are you now I'm five foot one, so I was probably okay. Like, she was like four eleven. Okay, she yeah. was she was she was there. Like she was tiny. Like I said, she was the size of a flea. She was whiter than Snow White, and mm-hmm. she was like the perfect combination of Edward Scissorhands and Harry Potter into one because of her haircut. Do you remember your haircut? Thanks. I hate it. We talked about it in episode <laughs> one. <laughs> this God. haircut. This haircut was the haircut was a hate all crime. Of, it was a hate crime. In all of the wrong ways, okay. Um, and to this day, girly will not trim more than an inch off her hair. <laughs> no, it's not happening. Oh, oh my god! And then, and then at the time, and obviously, y'all take this out if you want. You were you were dealing with that, right? You you were still picking like your hair and stuff out, correct? Because because yeah, that's no. why you didn't have the eyebrow. You didn't have your eyebrows. Absolutely, yeah. And we okay. touched on that too. I didn't have eyebrows or eyelashes because yes of anxiety that I was dealing with. I had trichotillomania, um, yes. which is a condition that's anxiety based. It's kind of habitual, like nail biting, except you pull out your hair. And in my case, it was specifically eyebrows and eyelashes. Yeah. So there there we have, you know, hairy scissor hands in front of us. And we're all just like kind of looking around like, first of all, why did they bring this girl here? Because we already knew, Toe, that we were going on this camping trip. Okay. Like yeah. we already knew what was happening. And all of us who had been there, I think the the girls who got there before had at least been there for a few months. So maybe they weren't as, sh- like, when I say physically adapt, like the rest of us, but they were far more well adapted than LJ was when she arrived. Yeah, because, like, literally, it was the next day. Yes, was yeah, it was, it was, like, within, like, 18 hours. Right. Yeah. So, so, you know, like I said, here we are. We're, we're looking at her, and we're, we're pissed. Those of us who have already been there long enough, we're, we're effing pissed that she's there because we're like, 
this is going to go to hell for us because we already knew we're like, you know, and the other thing too, is you have to keep in mind is a lot the, the group when I say was, was very split. I don't mean it in like in a negative way. You had girls who showed up there who were D1, who, who were slated for D1 and D3 athletics, right? Mm-hmm. And then you had a lot of girls who came like LJ who just were not at that level. So it, it, like I said, you, you have these girls who were like my height and taller, just were, were muscular, were in shape. Also, we haven't been eating. Um, and, but the but, forced but know, labor had you to yes. where you could hold your own on a hike. <laughs> exactly, exactly, right? And so, you know, so so we know, we know what's up ahead. But what we didn't know was what LJ had planned for us. Um, <laughs> and we're Actually, always- To be fair, my plan was that a bitch had no plan except by whatever it takes, I was getting the fuck sent home because I wasn't going to be a three year hoe. <laughs> like I had already decided like there's no way. And so this camping trip toe, this camping trip, this isn't, this isn't a day or two camping trip toe. We're gone for like a month. Jesus. Okay. We're gone for weeks. Yeah. Well, you can imagine. Year, I don't know if you remember because it 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 sticks out in my brain in particular mm-hmm. because it was my first year, right? Mm-hmm. But the first year, the way that we did it was it was two weeks that we were there, and mm-hmm. then we at the final stretch of our two weeks, there was a van, right? And mm-hmm. the van is where we loaded into, but the girls, the other girls had been dropped off. So it was like a cycle, right? So there was like tier one girls and tier two girls. And so we did like two weeks with tier one. And then we went back to the ranch and held things down for a little bit while tier two went out. And then they came back and then we went out again. For two more weeks do you remember yes yeah yeah yeah. but there was there was a few of us that yes i know what you're talking about but there were a few of us like i think it was like myself bridget and some of the older ones though who mm. who stayed the whole time that checks out because i think as well mm. that for the second tier i didn't get thrown out of trinity but i couldn't go for the second tier because no, you, my you feet didn't. were in such bad condition yes. that I literally, both of my ankles were sprained and I lost all 10 toes or all 10 toenails <laughs> and had in, infections and fever from. Don't let them know. Don't, don't let them hear we lost 10 toes because we're getting <laughs> sued. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, she said, "Bitch, say less." <laughs> no, let, let let it be known. I lost ten toenails. My toes are intact. However, yes. that's still can fuck. confirm she does still have toes as the resident toe expert. <laughs> expert on the matter of toes. But yeah, no, like literally, it got to the point where like the infection in my feet were so bad. Yes. Yes. That yep, I had to actually be taken to a podiatrist, which was like unheard of that they would actually get us medical care. And mm-hmm. um the the uh podiatrist said to the staff member who took me there when he saw my feet, he said, you know, I have to call CPS, right? And she was like, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> she was just like, yeah. The yeah, staff member them. told me after the fact, like after I was out of the program and stuff, but that just always stood out to me. I'm like, and of course I never talked with CPS or anything that I remember about that, that incident. I don't think anybody ever checked into it, but yeah, a bitch had no toes. <laughs> No oh my gosh <laughs> so. oh my gosh so okay so like i said so let's okay so staying on track so like i said she's there we're pissed we know what's about to happen we know like this is not going to go well for her in return which means that it's not going to go well for us right mm-hmm. so, so but like i said lo and behold 
did things get much worse because mm. LJ had some tricks up her sleeve <laughs> that, uh, that made us all suffer greatly. So, Toe, so we'll talk about the first part of this hiking trip. Okay. It's a, like, like we're going up a thousand plus feet in elevation. Okay. Okay. And on the way up, it really wasn't that, it wasn't too, too bad. Okay. Yeah. But when we get to the top right it's this beautiful like the, i mean it's beautiful up there okay it's just it's like we're on top of a mountain but when i say on top of a mountain it's not like a jagged cliff mountain it's like it's like so gently rolling on top okay mm-hmm. and we have to go maybe a quarter of a mile right we have a quarter of a mile left yeah. We can literally see where we're supposed to be camping out at. LJ just st- decides she's going to stop moving. <laughs> I was done. Toby, and to all of our listeners, I just want you to know a snail would have beat us in this 400-yard <laughs> dash, Okay. <laughs> Okay, like literally, it was terrible. She, it, it, because of her just refusing to move, mind you, Toby, we could have all just walked around her, right? Because, like I said, it's beautiful. It's like, it's like, you know, it's just, it's flat up there. It's beautiful. We could have just walked around her and gone right to our camping spot. Okay. Um, nope. Staff made us wait there and stand behind her. It took us, I want to say, it took us about five hours to go a quarter of a mile. Oh, I would have picked her ass up and dragged her at that point. Respect. Oh, trust me. Mutiny was happening. So we were, so myself and Bridget, we were so freaking done with her that we pull out our summer sausage logs, right? And we're <laughs> waving <Saturday>. the- <laughs> It's the summer sausage logs. I can't take it. (laughs) So we take out our summer sausage logs. We unwrap them. And we're just something that people casually carry around (laughs) on a hiking trip. This is a special occasion, bitch. We didn't always get summer sausage logs. Get it right. We did not. (laughs) This is a privilege. We unwrap them. And we start waving them in the air. Like, like the best way to describe it is, is, you know, when you're on the tarmac and they're like going to park the plane, that's what we look like. Okay. With our little summer sausages. So here we are waving the summer sausages around and Bridget and I are yelling bears come eat us now. (laughs) And the staff turns around and they're like, what are you doing? And Bridget goes, we're scenting the air. And the staff goes, you're scenting the air. And I go, yeah, like how, how you chum the waters for sharks. We're scenting the air for the bears. And they were like, oh my gosh. So, so we were trying, we were hoping that like a grizzly bear, because like, it's like grizzly land up there. We were hoping a bear would come out and eat us at that point. (laughs) Hell, a mountain lion would have been, would have been great. Uh, we were just so done with it. So staff is getting like, upset. If you're going to send me away so I can't kill myself, I'm going to get eaten <laughs> by a mountain lion. <laughs> yeah, literally. So, so anyway, so staff though, staff is so irritated, but they see that like me and Bridget and a few of the other girls who are all very sarcastic, mm-hmm. we are, uh, we're, we're, we're pretty funny in this moment, right? Staff is getting pissed with us, but they also are like laughing because we're just saying everything they're feeling in the moment. So then, so then myself, Bridget, and a few of the other girls, we got separated. Like they were like, you girls need to stop talking, blah, 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 blah. So we're like, okay, fine. So then, so then we all pretended that we knew how to speak Swahili and started singing the Lion King, like, 
Like, no, that was no Swahili. Like, delirium is the only explanation. We were just so done. And I remember one girl, oh my gosh, love her to death. She got, she picked up these two little, like, you know, two um, wildflowers with long stems. And then was, was pretending that they were drumsticks and was pretending to play the drums on the girl's backpack in front of her. And the staff was like, y'all have all lost your minds. And we were like, but if you just let us walk around her, we could start the fire. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We, like, like, I want to be clear, everybody. From where we were to our campsite would be no different than from you walking out of, you know, the, you know, Walmart's doors and looking for your car. It was not far, ladies. Like, it was right there. But they're like, nope, you can't go there. Mm-hmm. You have to wait now, behind LJ. Also, in my head, too, because nobody's telling me how close we are, right? All yeah. day, all day, I've been told, as a new person, so I don't know where the campsites are yet, right? Yeah. I have been, nobody's saying, oh, hey, LJ, it, it, the site's a quarter mile away. We're, we're literally almost – no, what I have been hearing all day – is we're almost there as I'm actively dying because I am not equipped to, to do this in any capacity. TV no. Um, <laughs> now, that said, I'm by no means, like, justifying. I was being a little bitch. However, I'm just trying to, like, paint the picture of what was going on here. Like, these girls know what's going on. What I'm seeing from my perspective is I'm like, this psychotic bunch of brainwashed bitches is going to be me if I don't get out of here. I'm going to be wildflower girl (laughs) if I don't get back to civilization. And this cannot happen. This cannot be fate. I cannot be waving salami logs like a psychopath (laughs) (laughs) this time 15 months from now. It will not be me. And so this is basically what the next two weeks looks like so then but okay but you know okay toby this is this is our first day out there on the mountain all right okay yeah i mean it it, you know you would have thought you would have thought lj would have been like all right i concede as soon as she realized that we were like all of 100 feet away right yeah you would think the coming days she would make it easier for us no 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 she amped it up okay she she was being so bad that that's she was being so bad and irritating all of us to the point that that the staff put us all back onto our what was the word our challenges there we go sorry back to our challenges while we're on the mountain so have you discussed what the challenges are or no? Have you? So you... I gave a quick like indicator that we would get into those in this episode. Okay. But basically what they know thus far is that challenges is a coded word that these programs use to avoid saying that they handed out physical, psychological, and other forms of abuse. Now also... I think it's important to provide this context, too, because this is something I failed to do in episode one. But the night that I got there, what I didn't tell you guys is that it was another girl's 21st birthday, which is very rare at this type of a place. But something that they would do for a 21st birthday is they would order out from a restaurant, like Taco John's, like a fast food place. Mm -hmm. So when I came... I had no actual context of what a normal night at this place looked like because they were watching a movie, tacos were ordered out, and there was ice cream. This is something that would happen, like, maybe two two other – no, I don't even think two other times. I think that was the only – maybe one other time I saw food ordered out while I was there, maybe – And there were maybe a handful of other times where girls had like an 18th birthday or graduation 
where we got food from actual grocery stores instead of a Cisco truck. So I actually declined the tacos and ice cream, which will be a lifelong regret for me because I was being a bitch then. Um, Oh, just to clarify, though, it wasn't their 21st. It was their 19th. It was their 19th. That's what it was. Thank you. But still, but still, 19. That's that's what you did there, right? It was, that was like a big to do. But, and then also because it was her 19th birthday, and correct me if I'm wrong, Ari, I might just have not been observant or maybe it was because I got there so late, but I don't Mm -hmm. remember taking notice of challenges initially. No, because we weren't doing challenges right then. We weren't. Like basically because we, we knew the camping trip was coming up. We obviously had to get the ranch ready and it was somebody's birthday. So, so they, they paused them for the day. So I didn't know that challenges, and we need to stop calling them challenges. I didn't know that this type of abuse took place at all. I didn't know, like, but that I, no, no, no. I a hundred percent. I a hundred percent agree with that. But I'm saying I think for the sake of the storyline, so that they understand the difference between what was considered a challenge and what was considered a consequence, right? Because if you sure. look at some of our challenges. It just sounds like a prolonged consequence. Does that make sense? What I'm saying? I, I hear what you're saying. I just but I agree though. But 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 we need to be clear though. Yeah, we need to be clear. Like they the challenges were was prolonged abuse, but for the sake of the storyline, just for differentiating. Yes. No, yes. I agree. So just defining terms, challenges yep. is like a prolonged form of physical or psychological abuse where its consequences mm. are like an moment. immediate an immediate punishment that you would be given to perform now but it wouldn't be prolonged or indefinite right so, correct defining correct. terms but yeah yep. so i didn't know that these things existed but it got to the point where um generally and now i know this because i ended up having two more summers there there comes a point in the hiking trip where the therapists come out and you do sessions in the mountains and yada, yada. It's supposed to be a great time. It was not a great time this year. Okay. They bring the therapist out and it's like a staged intervention. Essentially. We have these biweekly formats called Holy Cowgirl, which is basically a cutesy way of wrapping a ribbon around psychological abuse. Okay. So mm. What they do during these forums is staff members will give you an assessment of where you're at. It's usually mostly bad things that are said about you. And then the girls have to say one positive thing and one negative thing about you. But we're also not allowed to pay attention to each other at all. So half the time it's just bullshit that you write down just to not get in trouble for not saying something. And what a lot of girls did, and I know this because I did this myself, is I was, like, so scared to pay attention to other girls that I would just take note of what the staff said last week about the girl and kind of, like, mimic that, which would just validate the staff, you know? But anyway, that's what we did. We had, like, a forum, but instead of it being for everyone, it was just for me, pretty much, like, going around saying how I was fucking everything up, which I was. And then everybody (laughs) went on challenges. And I think, Ari, correct me if I'm wrong, but was I put on silence or the chair or something? Something happened. The chair, the chair came later. I think the chair came right after the... Later. Mm. The hiking trip when I got back. Yeah, so, Toby, so like I said, we were put back on our challenges because staff was just beyond irritated with us because we were also acting out because you know whatever like like lj said i mean we're in a point of delirium right right and we're pissed we're pissed i think you've got a lot going on you've got this new girl here that you're pissed that she's here Um, yes you're pissed because you're there you're fucking malnourished you're exhausted it's just a lot going on at the moment. Correct. Right. We, were, so, we were in our uh, peak trauma era, if you will. Yes. So when I say we're put back on our challenges, we're all put back on silence. So now we're not allowed to speak. Then 
<clears throat> the ch and let me be clear like the challenges that could be done while hiking were done like for example like somebody who had the dish challenge okay they're not doing that but like for example i was tied to another girl so me and that girl were back to being tied again so, um, and what, and what some of these mean just to clarify because i think you and i just get so comfortable saying these mm -hmm. things without actually defining them so mm -hmm. somebody who's on the dish challenge would quite literally just be doing the dishes every day like that that was their assigned almost like a chore that was one of like the more preferred challenges right mm -hmm. you're just doing the dishes for like 30 people which isn't great but three times a day <laughs> yeah i mean yeah. but compared to something like silence which is a quote-unquote challenge where you have no verbal or nonverbal communication other than to raise your hand and be called on and possibly, like, asked to go to the restroom, maybe. Um, you're not talking. You're on, like, it's like a form of isolation, right? Mm -hmm. um, and that could last months. Um, and then the chair is a challenge, quote unquote, that like takes that isolation a step further. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you carry a chair around everywhere you go, you have to be turned away from the group. And all you do day and night, aside from sleep in a sleeping bag on the floor uh, by the staff area is you sit on a chair and face the wall. And yeah. this could be for months again, months. Yeah. It's a form of isolation. <laughs> and often when you're on the chair, they forget you exist and forget to feed you. Um, so you're already <laughs> in a position where you're not going to be like properly getting nutrition being at this place in general. But if you're on the chair, like hi, you're fucked probably because they're going to forget to feed you too. Um, a lot of the times they would have a challenge where like you have to quote unquote live behind the stove which is exactly <laughs> what it sounds like I'm i lived there for a so long absurd. time i also lived behind the stove for a while like an old wood burning stove and literally like when you wake up and like go through like your two seconds of hygiene if we can even call it hygiene um then you go over to the cook cabin where the stove is and that's what you do. That's now your permanent residence. You go back behind the stove. You can't be seen, can't be heard. Um, probably doomed to not be fed indefinitely because nobody remembers you behind the stove. And um, there was also an under the bridge challenge where oh a good gosh. friend of ours, there was like almost like an island in the kitchen, but not an island. It was just an area of the counter, I guess, that was like hollowed out underneath. There was no cabinetry, if that makes sense. Okay. Right. And um, that was Bridget's home. That little hole right there is where she lived. Um, so yeah, these are the challenges that we're talking about. And there are so much more, so much so more. So many more. So like that are even worse, <laughs> honestly. But I'm not some... sure. I know. I know your audience hears me laughing in the background and I am so sorry to your audience, but y'all have to understand that looking back on it. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. It was abuse. But mm -hmm. when we look back on it, especially LJ, myself and Bridget, we do laugh because it's some of the stuff we went through was absolutely absurd. 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 Like, absurd. Okay. Like, like Ari said, just so casually, she was like, well, I was tied to a person. Ma'am, you were what? Le okay. She was yeah. literally tied to another human being with a rope. By <laughs> animal's lead rope. And, like, you know those uh, Mario characters, the little, mm -hmm. uh, like, ice people that go everywhere together? Like that, except with a literal leash. Okay? Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. Like, they were leashed to each other. I was leashed to a goat for god ari do you have a guesstimate on how many months i was, she, she, leashed was to like a goat? three months yeah you you and clark oh freaking clark lewis and, and clark, at one man. point at one point i was on a challenge where i was tied to a goat named clark but I was also... Sorry, I didn't realize the... Wait, the goat's name was Clark? Yes! Please hold we don't for this have to get men stupider. around us. No, this, this is about to get stupider, okay? I thought I was... Clark was like the last name of a girl or something. I didn't expect <laughs> no. 
No, I was not the goat to be named Clark. Okay. That's why you said Lewis and Clark. Yeah, I was tied to a goat named Clark. I was also tied at the same time to a girl named Tori. And Tori oh, was Tori, tied to a goat you. named Lewis. So we were tied <laughs> to each other by several lead ropes. And just basically, Tori and I were being tortured with goats is what it boiled down to. Mm, um, yeah. We were just being rammed nonstop by goats. So, so we go through this marshy area and staff says, do not step here. You need to step over here. Okay. Myself and the person I am tied to are directly behind LJ. Do you think she listened to the instructions that were given to her? No. Absolutely not. So she goes and she steps right where they say, do not step. Toby, she is up to her knees in mud. And I mean that thick, nasty mud, right? And Staff is looking at her like, come on, you need to move. You need to move. But obviously, she's weak. She's tired, you know. And, and when I say you're weak, you know what I mean. Right. I, I don't mean it like that. But like, like oh, she, no, she's I was not. Weak. She she wasn't used to that physical exertion or anything like that. She yeah. can't move. So she can't move. She's fucking stuck. Like like you know the meme about, about quicksand. How they were like you know I thought quicksand would would be a bigger problem in my adulthood. You know in my childhood as an adult. Well no, we now have made this our real life problem at 15 years old, and she is stuck. And staff is like you need to move. You need to move. You need to move. Mind you, even though we're all listening to what the staff, the rest of us are listening to what the staff is saying to like step over here, that mud now is starting to sink us into. So we're all starting to sink in and Mm. we don't have a lot of change of clothes. Okay. The only thing that I was really big on because of, you know, being a military brat and then also like watching Forrest Gump enough is that I knew I needed to keep my feet together because without your feet, you have nothing. Right. Right. Um, So I had a bunch of, bunch of change of socks, but we didn't have really like a bunch of change of clothes other than, you know, other than that. So she's stuck. She is stuck. Staff is pissed now. Staff is pissed and they have to yank her out by her back. <laughs> the mud. They had to like fireman drag her out of there, okay? Out of this hole. And we all, like, again, we're on our challenges and we're on silence and we're not allowed to speak. It was so hysterical. And this is the kicker. She's getting struck out of there by her pack. She looks like a little SpongeBob there with her little pack on. <laughs> They're dragging her out. And me, me and the girl I've talked to are just staring with our with our eyes wide and jaw open. LJ turns around and just gives me and the girl I'm tied to this shit-eating grin. And me and the girl start cracking up. And, and everybody else, all of the other girls saw it, but the staff members didn't see her look on her face. So we we all start cracking up because we realize like this is all on purpose now like we start cracking up so hard and it was one of the few times though that the staff knew they couldn't punish all of us or they couldn't really punish a single one of us because this was hell but it gets better till they drag her out of there they're like okay we're ready to go her boot is still stuck in the mud like deep in the mud and this one staff member that I hate was like had to stick their arm in there like all the way up to their armpit and pull her boot out have the day you deserve oh my god <laughs> they were like okay put this back on and she she then acts like she doesn't know how to tie her shoes so the staff member ties it for her 
And I'm just How looking. they didn't just say your parents need to come collect your ass is beyond me. Truly. Oh my god. It was the most but like we're looking at her like like you know how to tie your shoes. You're fifth you're fifteen years old. Like like if you don't know how to tie your shoes, why are you here? Like, oh, I don't need to be here. Send me home to my mommy. <laughs> god so, so this is what it was, Toby. She would do stuff. That she would think would get her sent home, but then ultimately would end up fucking all of us over. But then it was so hysterical, the aftermath of her little plans, that we couldn't stop laughing. I will say, if nothing else, I set like a really, 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 really low bar for myself. (laughs) And so once I decided to offer like two percent compliance it was like they were so thrilled look how far you've come (laughs) congrats can we get up to five percent god it was you're like two and a half that's it that's all i got literally so this is probably like what i don't know two weeks this two weeks you go back you go back then you come back for the second time no, I don't think I come back for the second time because remember my feet were in such bad shape and I had the infection and everything. I didn't come back for the second time, right? No, no, because remember okay, no, no, because there was the it's first group. There was the first group you you and the you and the other girls who got injured or whatever who or who were not doing very well on mm. the hiking trip get sent back. The second group comes, there's the few of us, like myself, who stay, right? Mm -hmm. Then they're, you know, it's the second group for a week. You're wherever you're at, and then you do come back. But this other, but this part of the hiking trip was nowhere near as intense. Okay. And I I mean, I trust your judgment on that because. Yes. I feel like. Because we were were in a completely different mountain range this time. Right, right. The the no, second well, technically the third time, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Because you were not there though. So yes. So that the the camping trip all in all was hell with with LJ. She made sure it was. We barely like but honestly, for all of the laughs we had on that trip, it was kind of worth the fact that she made it hell the memories of her making it hell still like we still laugh about it still to this day. It was also, it was like one of those things though, like like it was hell, but because we were all there together and we were all going through it, it's hysterical now. Well, and also I think what stands out to me now, again, now it stands out to me, but at the time it meant nothing because I had no context is Mm -hmm. that we usually were not allowed to interact with each other. So even though it was absolute shit, right? It was dog shit. And I made sure that it was, we were interacting with each other in ways that never would have happened with the type of like brainwashing and isolation and stuff that we routinely experienced when we were back on the ranch correct correct because when we would go back on the ranch you know it was no more you know no more games like right you were back there to work to do your job basically and that was that like whatever and Um, what that looked like so like when we got back from the ranch right i think i was initially put on chair for sure, which is yes. like a form of like isolation that that we talked about before. And it was usually for girls who truly just had non you know, non compliance. Right. I will say this is yes, you were non compliant, but I also think it was uh, oh, we have something up our sleeve for you <laughs> after after the right. way that trip went. Yeah, they were like Uno reverse, and I was like, oh, contraire, like. 
you know, it started off where I was like, great, I'm sitting on a chair. I don't have to do everything else everybody else is doing. Like, sign me up, whatever. Do you remember, um, do you remember when you looked over and you saw Hannah on the floor and you're like, what the hell is that? Oh, my God. Was she, like, sleeping on the floor or what? No, no, because remember, remember she... she Remember, she was on the floor for 18 months. Like, like they even took her off the chair. They just put her on the floor. Oh, my God. No, I don't even remember. I wish I did. But, there, you know, the thing is that we experienced so much and were there for so long that I think that we remember what stands out the most to us. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and everybody's like core memories there, I guess, are going to be different. But that, that's I just remember, though, the reason why I remember this is LJ, like, like we get back, right? We get back. Holy cow, girl happens. LJ gets put on the chair or whatever. And now realizes, okay, like shit's getting real. And she's on the chair. So she's in isolation and she's supposed to be on silence. And she looks over. She's sitting on one side of, of staff. Hannah's sitting on the other. And I cannot remember what the exact words you said, but you said something along the lines of like, you're asking, well, why doesn't she get a chair? Why is she sitting on the floor? And I don't know who it was. I don't know if it was Marie or Sarah or Aaron or what staff member, but they said to you, they were like, well, that's what happens when the chair isn't enough. And basically told you, you can either comply or you're going to end up there on the floor. Right. <laughs> right. And I remember just looking at me and I'm like, I just remember shaking my head and just being like, stop asking questions. If you just shut your mouth, your time will be, will be easier. And I say right. your time, like as if we were in a prison sentence. Well, and <laughs> you like, know, like a prison sentence and, and at the risk of sounding dramatic, but I know Ari will get what I mean. Mm-hmm. A prison sentence would have been better because you know what you have in prison, a deadline, you know what I mean? And yep. what we have at this type of place is no assurance that we're ever going home. Like, I remember at one point, Ari, I'm not going to say the name of this person, but you know mm-hmm. the person that I'm thinking mm-hmm. of. They were in the Young Adults program. Yep. And they were previously a staff member, but then yep. voluntarily came back as a girl. And mm-hmm. correct me if I'm wrong, but were they not 23? Yeah, she was. Yeah, she was. Yeah, she was like 20. Yeah, she was over 21. Yeah. And she couldn't leave either once she re-enrolled herself, right? Correct, and that's why that's why she ran away. Yeah, that's what I thought because I remember her mm-hmm. running away and stuff. And my thought process was: this girl is twenty three. I came here at fifteen for depression. I could be here indefinitely. Yeah, you correct. Know? And the things that happened after the chair, because I feel like it's important to get into more than just a camping trip of what happened this honestly is looking like it could be a three-parter but some of the other challenges that were experienced and we'll get into like you know the boys ranch dynamics as well Mm -hmm. because there was a neighboring boys ranch and then the lawsuits and this and that um we'll get into all of that so as I was saying like when I got back from the ranch like the immediate crisis was I'm sorry when I got back to the ranch the immediate crisis was like the condition of my feet which Mm -hmm. I didn't have a lot of credibility at this point so it took them a while to take my feet situation seriously it wasn't to the point it wasn't until we got to the point where I was like losing multiple toenails my toes were like oozing infection and visibly swollen and I was like limping when I walked and stuff that they finally took me in and like I even had a fever at that point and they started to address like those things and then shortly thereafter we ended up doing the holy cowgirl I went on chair got off the chair and from the chair that's when we started getting into more serious challenges and like the psychological torture component and like the physical abuse and all of that. 
so again, this episode about the camping trip is kind of, you know, it Segway shows way into, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. where my mindset was at up until that point, what, you know, delirium, like literal delirium looked like for some of the girls who had been there for a longer time mm-hmm. and how that looks for a newer girl going into that type of environment. Because I know that like our situation was unique right that mm-hmm. I got sent there the day before the trip that wasn't like a Correct. super common thing now what was common is that girls would get there be like wow you've been here for so long I'm gonna act out and try to get sent home that was very common yes what was yes. not very common was that happening immediately around a camping trip but this is like a concrete tangible example of like worst case scenario of what that acting out in an effort to like preserve yourself can look like in this type of a cult environment (laughs) although (laughs) it did me no favors none and so you know you guys might be like well you know why didn't you try to run away why didn't you try to get sent home well there's nowhere to run we did try to get sent home and nothing they weren't (laughs) nobody's nobody's coming for you no nobody's coming for you and anything that you did to try to get yourself kicked out or get yourself sent home or whatever was only going to land you in a worse position and this is like the start of learning that yeah i mean in the few the very very few girls who, when I say got sent home, they did not get sent home. They were put into, we'll say, more institutionalized situations because they took, mm-hmm. I'm not going to go into detail, but they took drastic measures to get out. Right. No, I know and, exactly what you mean. Mm-hmm. And then they were put into institutionalized places. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And okay. Well... Um, I mean, Ari, I want to thank you so much for coming on this episode. You know, I know that we had some laughs and stuff because looking back for us, it's kind of a unique time in our cult period, you know, where even though it was miserable, it was also ironically some of the more lighthearted time, if that makes any sense to anybody on the outside. (laughs) You know, but really, we so appreciate you coming on. And for our listeners here, it sounds like a part three is going to be in order just to talk about some of the other things that we went through. And yeah, yeah, there's more ahead. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I hope, like I said, hope your other episode goes great. Thank you for having me on. I Um, so appreciate it. And, um, you know, I appreciate you coming on and all of that. And appreciate everybody listening, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for coming on, Ari. Thank you guys for bravely sharing your story even though we laugh through it it's you know it's it's humor as a coping mechanism guys right absolutely Absolutely. and um you know i think this next episode is going to be a little less laughy because like i said you know this also for us is like the time on of the camping trip is very much a time where there are less rules i'm feeling things out i'm trying to get thrown out etc you know so in hindsight you can look back and laugh at how outrageous it was the once you get back to the ranch and we're talking like food deprivation sleep deprivation etc at length and like just lack of hygiene being made to like urinate and defecate ourselves things like that that it's like it's not funny. There's not like a redemption quality here, but no. it needs to be talked about. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's there's not. It was rough. It was rough. And I think obviously, you know, like like Toby said, everybody handles their trauma differently. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think even though we agree basically on everything, but we also have, I think, slightly alternating perspectives because we are each unique to who we are as individuals. Right. So, um, that's what I'm saying. Like, even though, you know, she's sharing her story, I'm sharing a little bit of mine. I just want to, you know, put it out there too, is, you know, there are other girls who have very, very similar, but also very different perspectives of how things went down because it affected them differently. Yeah. Um, and pain is unique. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, but thank you guys. Again, I appreciate it. I loved being on, loved chatting with you guys, and we'll get together soon. Absolutely. Thanks so much. You're welcome. All right. Bye, y'all. All All right. Bye. Bye. Okay. So there you heard it, sickos, from LJ and our friend Ari, the story of the very culty camping holiday. Part and two. Part two. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And part three will be coming your way next week. Um, a little more somber, and, but good information for anybody who's interested in being educated about places like these. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so yeah, we will see you guys next week. Thanks for Bye, coming. Bye, guys. Toodaloo.